What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode three of Dusty Dimes with your host, TJ Plogger, Mike Warfield. What's going on, TJ? Hey, Mike. What's going on, buddy? Not much, man. So, the topic today, uh, credit to players who don't have a lot coming up, but actually make something out of themselves. Like, this is pretty big in, I wouldn't say just my life, but I feel like a lot of guys that really don't have a lot but, you know, trying to make something out of themselves in the junior scene and progress all the way up to, like, even the East Coast, the Federal Hockey League, you know, so on and so forth. What do you think? I I totally agree and love this topic. And uh, I think the fact that, you know, you have kids that want to play hockey and how, you know, USA Hockey has the player develop the ADM for the kids now to get them into hockey to, you know, strive them in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that, that goes through midgets and juniors. And I, I think that hockey's an escape for some people. You know what I mean? It, you could see it. You could see it in Lehigh. You could see it in Philly. You, you see it everywhere. Yeah. So I think that if, if kids actually bust their ass and work their ass off, they can – they can strive themselves to get them in a better league. You know what I mean? If they might not have the money or their family might not have the money that some coaches will say, ah, we can work a deal out for you. You know what I mean? And and we've had that, you know, before in Lehigh. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we had a couple of guys that were, I would say on the better end of skill wise, but even the guys that really couldn't, you know, make huge payments, we were able to work out a way to make smaller payments. And this is at our junior A level in the EHL. And I feel like even leagues below that are capable of doing the same thing. But I feel like certain players are just kind of scared. Or I wouldn't even say necessarily scared, but they kind of look at, like, GMs as, like, the top guy. And the, I guess you could say scared in a, in a sense then because, like, Younger players that are 17, 16 years old, just kind of joining their organization, they don't really want to st- overstep any boundaries. And yeah. they're kind of willing just to pay it and, you know, kind of just let go of the whole topic. But no, I, 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 I agree. I, I, I want to interrupt you here. Is, you yeah, know, yeah. You, you, if, say, for example, you have a kid, you know, in the DVHL, mm-hmm. right? And the kid's putting up 75 to 85 points in the DVHL and is offered basically a contract to play junior, but can't afford it. So how do you, how do you work around that? I mean, it, it, as a GM of a junior team, you, you should be able to work around that and get that kid up to the next level because obviously he's tearing it up in the level below, below junior. So you got to make the move in and work something out. No, yeah, and that's the thing. That's another thing I'm going to talk about is the DBHL. So a lot of kids that, you know, you and I have been around, and especially the leagues that, we, you know, we work in and stuff like that, a lot of players come from the DBHL. And that, in, in a sense, that's awesome for us to see that they're leaving the DBHL. And yeah. I'm, not trying, I'm not trying to, you know, bash that league or anything like that. But like you kind of said, if you have, you know, players putting up 75, 80 points, even 60 points, I would love to see them actually, you know, progress themselves, step out of that league instead of being the superstar the next year. I would love to see them, you know, go into a a team that has a real system and plays real time hockey because no offense to DVHL or anything like that. Like it's it has its moments where it's a solid league, but at the same time, it definitely has its moments where like. You, 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 good players out of there. Like you need to get out of that league, and kind of progress yourselves. Try to go play NA or like try to make an NCDC team. Try to go even make an EHL team. You know what I mean? So, just anything to progress yourself as a player, and also like just to get your talent like recognized. Because in the DVHL, you're not going to showcases two or three times a year. You're not going to like a bunch of tournaments. Like you're going to tournaments in Virginia, and like what? one silver six tournament in, in fucking Maryland. Yeah. And like, who's, who's honestly going to see you in Virginia or it's Maryland, yeah. like piss off. Like, I'm sorry. That, that's just not good tournaments. And you want to go up to like New York. You want to go up to Boston. You want to go play in Minnesota. Like 
even Vermont Lumberjacks. That's just another experience on its own. They're in the EHL. So that just, oh man, I, I can just get going with this whole topic. Oh, I, <laughs> I totally agree, man. And, and it's, you know, and kids and kids that are listening, you know, that you, you can't, don't, don't stay down a level, man, just because you're putting up all these points. Yes. It's, it's, it's not going to do anything for you. It really is not going to do anything for you, you know, and it's, it, it's about, you know, player development. You know what I mean? If you want to succeed and get better, move up a level, play up, play up two levels. You don't, don't keep putting up 90 points thinking you're the fucking shit in a fucking shit league. Yep. You know, I rather challenge yourself. I would rather see a 16, 17 year old kid that is maybe an, I wouldn't say like an average, but a, above average or in his like single A, double A league, hell, even triple A, right? Yeah. But as a, as a rookie coming into the junior scene, that's a whole new development for you. Like you're just trying to learn, basically relearn how to play hockey in a different way. Yeah. Instead of making like the 200 or 150 foot stretch passes, you're making the three foot simple passes. And like a lot of kids aren't used to that. They're not used to taking a hit and kind of like coming out of the hit with it. And like right away, there's kids that like will take a hit and retaliate. Yeah. And it's like, I'm sorry, but if you're doing that and you, you take a stupid penalty, I guarantee you any team that's looking at you is cutting you off their list right then and there. And oh, it's just – They're telling you go fuck off. Exactly. They're not going to wait for you to give you a card. So yeah. there, there's – for those guys that, you know, think you're the hot shot, think that you're the tough guy out there just because you punch a guy with your glove on and he's wearing a cage, one, it doesn't hurt. Two, you look like a pussy. Three, you're getting cut from list. So – I wouldn't do it. I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah, it's. I agree with you totally. It's if you're gonna do, if you're gonna do something, make an impact. You know, obviously, like we talked about before in the podcast, it's there's there's they're trying to do away with fighting, but it, when fighting's necessary to do it. So if you're a junior player, unless you're playing in the O or the U, like you can't fight in EHL. If you fight, you get kicked out, and you're back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you, if you're playing EHLP. You get kicked out, you get suspended for a game. So go out there and fucking put some points up, make some good passes, play defense, block some fucking shots, throw some big hits. Yeah, yeah, and and that's the biggest thing, man. It's like you don't need to make a huge, like a huge hit to make a good play, and that's kind of one of those things that some of these kids nowadays, like you know, I I would definitely say that I've been able to see like the evolution of hockey change from like you know, pure grit and grind to pure finesse. And I think I'm lucky enough to see that. Oh, and yeah, also say great. that I saw that. Yeah. But like my biggest thing is with these kids nowadays is that, you know, they, they still have in their mindset, like they, they have to kill someone to make a good play. And it's like, you don't need that anymore, man. Like if you have, as a defenseman growing up my entire life, that took me forever to realize, like you just need good gap control to angle someone off. And as a defenseman, Nowadays, like so, I watch some of these kids, even in Scholastics hockey, they're trying to just make runs at kids, and if they miss, they look so stupid, and then they're caught out of the play. And when reality, I, you just need to have your stick in the lane, you're good. I know, I noticed that as well. Like scouting high school games, it's it, dude. Like watching watching high school games is like watching two homeless people have sex in an alleyway. <sighs> just rough. fucking, it's awful. You know what I mean? It, it's it's like it, watching two old people fuck. Yeah, slow. It's, it's it's brutal, man. Like it's it's awful. You have kids taking runs at people, knee on knee. I like to, to yeah. me as a, as a coach. Like I there's I'm I'm an asshole, but there's no way I'm telling my player to go out and take a run at somebody to fucking hurt them or fucking take their knees. There's, yeah. Oh yeah. No way. So the development in you know you know, high school hockey compared to travel or junior, like that's a whole nother subject. Like I would never suggest it to, you know, if you're playing junior hockey to play high school hockey, bad habits, man, just bad habits all around. But I also think, and on like, if you're playing for a junior team and if it's in your contract that you're, you know, obligated only to play for them and not play for even like a scholastics team, because think about it. The only time kids really get hurt is when they play against shitty ass kids. Oh, like if you, yeah, because they can't control their equipment, like you know, throwing their stick around and like you know, just whipping the puck up with their head down. 
like I stuff agree. like that, man. Like that's what kills me because like there are good players. I feel like you know, listen to this, and they'll definitely see to a sense like what we mean, where it's like you know, you'll be, for instance, I know a couple of teams that are playing tonight that have a couple of good kids on their team. For yep. I don't want to say the team; it's a local team, so yeah, they're, play, they're playing my about. alumni, baby. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. So go freedom. Um, anyway, so it's funny to watch because you can watch the really skilled players out there. They're very comfortable. They're very. You can tell they're only in one gear. They don't like want to over try and be yeah. like that guy. Pretty much, they don't want to be like, oh, I don't want to put up three goals and look like a douchebag. Listen, I'm sorry. Fucking do it. Like, pump the brakes off that team. If you put in eight goals, make it eight nothing, then, you know, try six passes and stuff like that. But, like, these kids that are so skilled in Scholastics League just really just half-ass it the entire time, and that's really when they get hurt, is when they're half-assing it, not paying attention, because these other kids are trying 110% on them, and they're just being, you know, like fucking elevator music in their head. And all of a sudden, it's like they'll just take a puck to the face or they'll take a stick to the neck or something stupid, yeah. and they're done. And then they got to explain to their junior coach, like, oh, well, I got hurt here and here. And then, you know, they're done for that team. Yeah, and it so, sucks. You know, it's, it, it's, it, it would suck, too, because <laughs> – excuse me. If, you know, for example, you got the end of the season coming up here for most junior teams that are trying to lock up playoff spots, you know, the one and two seeds. Then you got kids going, oh, I got to go to high school hockey. Like, as a, as a junior coach and hearing that, you're just like, what the fuck are you – what's your priority? Yeah. What's your priority? You know, you, you got a chance of fucking doing something great in junior hockey and having colleges, you know, look at you. Or you can go to fucking play high school hockey and, you know, play with yourself. Yeah, literally. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's literally – oh, my God. Scholastic hockey is just nothing. I, I wouldn't say like high school hockey is any like bad all over. It's just definitely in Pennsylvania. It, it's dog shit. And uh, you know, I just watched what um, who was it? Minnesota high school. Like, dude, they they're playing in what? Uh, fuck, who's whose rink were they playing in? It, Minnesota, the Wild. The, yeah, yeah, they were playing there. And I was just like yeah. thinking to myself, this is high school hockey. They look like college D one kids, and then you. Our games it looks like you know middle school hockey it's great but i'll tell you one thing that i always like so when there are like certain leagues that you really want to play for yep i i always hear people saying like oh i want to play na3 na3 and i so i got a little newsflash for you people that are listening <laughs> na3 right on the top 20 junior leagues in order, right? Whatever number you guys have in your head in NA3 is, they're number fucking 20 on the list. And 20. 20, number, guys. Did you hear that? Fucking 20. 20. For the people that are playing USBHL League, number 14. For people that are playing AJHL, number 10. USPHL P, number 9. For people... Right? Number eight on the list, so fuck yourselves. Hey, what's up, EHL? Number eight, get some. So this is the way. This is all off uh, junior hockey news. Um, that's where I'm getting my info from for this list. So if you want to hate on me, hate on them. So number one, we got USHL. Two is OHL. Number three is the WHL. Number four, North American Hockey League, who also just teamed up with USA Hockey, ladies and gentlemen. Just want to say that. Uh, number five is the BCHL. Six is QMJHL. And then you got number seven, which is NCDC. And for most people that don't know, NCDC is where you don't have to pay for hockey. Um, that's the league that basically you start out to where they pay for you if you have the skill. But you also have 140 skaters coming out to that tryout, plus maybe 50 goaltenders. So where, let me interrupt you, Mike, where I think, me personally, I think all junior hockey should be like that. I think, I think all junior hockey should be like that. No, I agree. I, I completely agree with that. That would be absolutely sick. Um, but at the same time, you're not getting the same type of numbers at certain camps that you want for certain leagues. And yeah, I, think I, that- I, I hear you, but though you gotta, you gotta think too, is, you know, when you have like the NHL or the USHL tryouts, you know what I mean? Those guys bring in what 
200 guy or four or what like 40 or 50 guys for camp yeah so you're getting at least 300 players there then they're moving down to the na na camps make their cuts they move down to the usphl usphl moves down to, to the ehl so you're getting yeah. all, you're, you're getting the quality players you know what i mean it's just you have to do they have to do it the right way i i, I feel like every junior team or junior league should be you know free to play but same time, like those type of players that you are getting that come down to the EHO that don't make like an NA or NCDC team, like I feel like the experience that we've had lately, they've all had just shit poor attitudes. Like, yeah, they just feel like you know, oh, why am I in this league? But you have to realize too, it's like, yeah, you have to pay, but at the same time, is like that's your fault you didn't make that team. Yeah. Like you either didn't try hard enough, you didn't put enough work, and there's something that they're looking for that you just simply don't have. And for the certain players that are too scared to like even go ask, you know, what do you want me to do to make better or make myself better? Excuse me. You know, stop being a pussy. Just fucking go ask. Be like, hey, coach, you know, for next season, what are you looking for, you know, in me as a player? And if they tell you what they want, go to that next team you play for and tell that coach, be like, hey, listen, my goal is to make it to this next league. No offense, but it's just to better myself. And this is what I'm trying to do. And if you have a good organization and a good coach willing to understand that, you know, that's phenomenal because like you're dropping a league to basically, I wouldn't say skill wise, it's going to be like, you know, worse, but it's going to be a little slower than NCDC or anything like that, because that's where hockey picks up speed. And the EHL has, you know, you have a couple of kids that are quick, but you also have games that are like 8-1, 7-1. Like, there's games that are just like, you know, blowouts. Yeah. Where NCDC, you won't really have games like that. You'll have like 5-2, 5-3, or like 3-1. So, like, it's a really hard-fought league, and that's why I try to, like, tell people, like, don't come down with a piss-poor attitude to the league that is right underneath you because you don't know where you're going to be put next season. You don't know, like – Say that that coach from NCDC is like, oh, how did he do with your team? How was his attitude? And all you have to say as a head coach is be like, listen, you don't want him because his attitude's shit. And then right yeah. then and there, that coach is to be like, you know what, you're right. And then they'll they'll scratch you. Look at the next guy. I've had I've had I've had coaches ask me about players. You know, when we were when we were a team with the Rebels. Yep. Asking for players for trade, and you know when our team diminished. They were asking the same thing about players, and you know, I, as a coach, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to the other coaches. No, you can't. No, you, you can't. You really can't. And that's why it's kind of like one of those things that, like, you boys that are on a team, you're only as weak, or you're only as strong as your weakest link. Excuse me. So you guys got to realize that. Say you have a really, you know, not so good player. Well, as a captain, or you're, if you're rocking that A you should be pulling them aside and working with them. You should yeah. be like, hey, listen, this is what we're going to do after practice. We're going to stay an extra 15 minutes, do some cardio. That's their weakest link is like their stamina. So yeah. like pull each other together as a team and, you know, you win as a team, you lose as a team. So like you can't just blame a goaltender for letting two goals in after facing 60-something shots. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, you know, in, in, <laughs> in the thing, the thing too is like you said, you know, it, it's – you got you got guys on your team that are very very talented and good and it's you can't you can't be a dick on your team you know what I mean like what I'm what I'm trying to say is don't be an asshole thinking you're the best player on the team you know going around saying oh you know I did this I did that I got more goals than you because in the long run, it's like we're talking about here. You know, everybody listens, everybody goes back, and the coach hears everything. So, that plus goes- you just look like a douche. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I would literally condone all locker boxing just against you if you were being that asshole. Yeah, and everybody, and to all, all every player listening right now, everybody hears everything. No matter if you're a coach, a player, equipment manager, GM, you know. Yep fucking score box guy everybody hears everything so <laughs> don't be a piece of shit king allen town score box guy <laughs> <laughs> fucking right shout out I'll, but you know what there, there are kids though that i i am actually like happy to see because um there's a couple kids that come up to me and play or 
and saying like, hey, I'm going to go play college hockey and, you know, is this school good? Or like, that's what they're concerned about. They're worried about, you know, playing good college hockey. And yeah. in, in my mind, it's like, listen, my first thing is like, if you're already going to college, right, worry about your education first and then worry about college or yeah. college hockey second. Because if you're going to play cl- like club hockey, especially – you're not getting paid to play. You're not winning. You're not getting a scholarship. And if you're trying to tell me you're getting a scholarship for club hockey, you're full of shit because there's well, no glad, such thing. I'm glad you brought this up, this, this 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 topic up right now because, you know, I I you and I know this player very well, and I'm not going to say his name, but he knows who he is, and he's literally got two years left on his eligibility for juniors, and he's got college looking at him now. He's taking college classes right now. And I, I told him, and he asked me, he says, he goes, Coach, what do you think I should do? And my honest opinion was, is you have two years left on, on eligibility for juniors. So keep taking those college classes and keep playing juniors, and you'll get a better look. You know I mean? If you have, you have D3 schools looking at you now, who knows if you could be in the NA next year or the year after. Yep, exactly. You know I mean? So and, and to me is – in life, you have a set time where you can play junior hockey. There's an age limit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So so live that up. Take advantage of it so much. So much. And, and that's the thing, man. It's like, as long as you're getting education, like, you got to think about it. Like, if you're playing junior hockey, that's your job. That's your yeah. sole purpose for the next two years or whatever you're signing with the team with. So Not hanging out with your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Boys, if you're playing junior hockey, live the life. Live the junior hockey life. Like, you're literally going on roadies. Like, you're packing. That's what I'm saying. Like, you got to be Furta. And that's the thing. If you're not Furta, boys, you're not for me, man. I'll tell you. So, anyway, back to – I just want to touch one more thing on college leagues and stuff like that. So, basically, my thing with college leagues is, like, you'll play ACHA, NCAA – yeah. Um, whatever other type of leagues are around here, but no matter what, as long as you're playing hockey in a sense, like you're staying active, you're enjoying the sport. Like hockey is a beautiful sport, and a lot of people don't realize like how much really goes behind, you know, the actual skating. And like you're taking, you know, 135 or 160 pound guy coming at 40 miles an hour, 20 miles an hour, whatever it is. You know what I mean? 30 to 45 miles an hour. You know, coming at you. And they're just absolutely killing you center ice. And then you, you got to get up, you know, get back into the play and then figure out what's going on. And then all of that you got to take in. And it's like you got your situational awareness is in fact that it's like if you're not looking over your shoulder, you don't know what's going on. And that's why I truly love watching hockey. And like a lot of people don't grasp how hard it is to really like stick handle with your head up and just kind of skate at the same time and like, it, it's truly fun to watch other people like kind of how do I say it kind of take the sport and run with it. Yeah. And that's why when I like you're playing NCAA or ACHA or any type of college hockey, it's fun because like you're not really playing juniors anymore. So like you, you made it, you know what I mean? Like in a sense, like you made it to like your final step of hockey, especially if you're only playing D3, D2. Um, I hate to say you're not going to go play pro anywhere after that. But you might as well enjoy what you have left of it. Like, you don't need to absolutely kill someone. But as long as you have a good time all the way up to your senior year, take, take all you can from it. And that's one of those things that, like, you're also in college. So I know you guys are going to party. We all know that, like, someone's going to do something, but just don't get arrested. But with college hockey, even NCAA, ACHA, you never know, like, what you're going to get out of it. So – enjoy every second that you take with those leagues and even if you're not on the best team even if you guys go like say one in 25 at least you're playing some type of college hockey compared to some bums that are at home playing men's league now listen i'm one of those guys playing men's league so i'm talking shit on myself so (laughs) i i am happy for you guys that are playing any type of college hockey um i'll never talk shit on any team that you know Listen, you're doing more than me. I'm 24, and 
you know, I'm playing at, I think, what, a 40 and under, like, league pretty much. And I still can't fucking score. So, I don't know what my excuse is. But you got to go, go to the king to get some lessons, guys. Yeah, for real. But, again, where I'm getting to this is I really hope you guys enjoy playing college hockey, even if it's not the best. I want you guys to truly just take it all in because you never know when's your last game or when's going to be your last season. So, oh, take yeah. it in, boys. And th- that's kind of, like, my biggest thing especially there, but ugh, sorry, man. I just want to really you good. Go you good now. Yeah. We're good. We yeah. Got yeah. I got now. that all, off all, me. Right. all right. I got that off me. <laughs> mm. That's why I need to stop drinking coffee, man. It's like my fourth cup already this morning. I just like off the wall right now. Anywho. Uh, so what do you, th- how do I say this with, uh, I don't even know how I want to ask this, really. Because this is like a weird subject to, or question you even asked. Yep. So, does practicing every day wear a player out, or do you think it makes a player better? Uh, I mean, kind of tough, right? It's tough. So, I mean, it, it, it depends on really how you as a coach handle training camp. You know, and if you handle training camp at a high, high level, getting the boys, you know, their legs under them, I, I mm. think long run that they'll be fine, you know. And so, for example, like, you know, all our guys with Lehigh are with me now. And <laughs> when we go to practice and the guys are late, they, they already know the drill. If they're late at the ice, they know the drill, right? So, yeah. uh, we, I, I have them do the 20 suicides, blue line, the red line, and all our guys are, are perfectly fine. So mm-hmm. I, I think in that, in that retrospect that yes, it, 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 it helps them, makes them better, but you also got to realize is kids get tired, you know, they're, they're human, you, you know, you and I were a kid back in the day we thought we'd never get tired, but we can go all day, and then as soon as our we lay down or sit on the couch, we're fucking out, man. Oh yeah, you know it's it's it, you gotta you gotta you know span out what you do at practice, I believe. But you gotta you also gotta make practice fun for it to for it to happen, and that's what I tried to implement in Lehigh when we fucking shit the bed every game to know, you know, we we had to do business, you know, and. At the end of practice, we made it fun. You know, it's it's what you got to do. Yeah, it made so, me feel good about myself when you know when I scored when I went like one for forty. It was a great <laughs> fucking time. <laughs> Couldn't so, even score on our fourth goaltender, boys. Dude, I'm just saying, I'm just <laughs> no hands. I I think it does. It makes you. I think it makes you better as a better player and a better person. To practice every day and it sucks man like you know when we had like you know we had a snowstorm and i had to give a day off because i just we i wanted to get the boys out there going and it's you know after a long weekend i i really didn't want to give the guys a day off but you know i felt bad because of what we went through yeah being anally probed every game it was wonderful Literally like a ten goal deficit by the end of the first, and we only had forty more minutes to go. Yeah. What what could go wrong? Sick. <laughs> what could go, what could go wrong is you put Max in for fucking three shots. Oh my three shots god, up Bill, man! Like, can you tell that fuck? story? Then Listen, he, then he looks... <laughs> we so... we we had six goalies on roster at one point. Let me just yes. say this. <laughs> so. <laughs> So we're we're up at we're playing New Hampshire at the showcase, and I ended up pulling our goalie and I put him in, and I shit you not, it was it was literally three shots on three goals, yanked, like yanked, and I felt so bad I had to put the other goalie back in, but I'm like what the fuck, it was like it was a shooting gallery, it really was, it literally felt like a power play. I would say that entire game, and we we were literally, I think, on the power play. Yeah. And we felt like we were on the PK. Yeah. So, that was, like, our entire season. But, like, I our core guys, I literally hung around and, like, you know, tried to make something out of it. But 
I, I, I genuinely feel bad for the goaltenders that face like 70 shots a game, like plus. I, I, I feel bad. I, I really do. And then, you know, it's. I, I, <laughs> that's all I got. I, I, I can't. Can't. You remember going up to Boston and then, like, we get there? I remember it was our first showcase. And no, we were playing Walpole. We were playing Walpole Express. And. Yep. You guys leave me because you guys are going to fucking Applebee's. Go figure. That's all you guys ever go to. Yep. And anyway, you guys go. And then all of a sudden, I start snapping you guys the ice. Bro, there's literally no face-off circles. None. No dots. No blue lines. I'm like thinking to myself, we playing fucking pond hockey? Yeah, it was like we were up in Minnesota playing pond hockey. Oh, my God. And yet, this is Walpole Express Arena. And it was like... cold. It was cold as piss. <laughs> am I allowed? To, listen, am I allowed to talk about the Walpole GM of the story that I heard about him? Or nah. <laughs> we'll let that one go till later. We'll okay, that, we'll let that. We'll go. let that go until after the season. But yeah. we got some good stories for the good for stories. A couple. Good stories, guys. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. It's kind of like one of those things. Like you remember when we used to just kind of like get ready for roadies, and you're just like, oh fuck, this is going to be a great trip. And we weren't even really thinking about like. Well, don't get me wrong. We were thinking about the boys, but like we yeah. knew we were going to like. Pre- much get pumped but it was like kind of like all right where are we going afterwards like where's yeah. the good food around like, like I, you know you know me and, and yeah you know, pastry boy joking eat, and that's a big thing man and can i, I, I tell him the, can i tell everyone about the story where i ate your honey bun no no that was that it's very upsetting all right i'm gonna tell him very fucking so upset. all right we're going up to boston it's the whole coaching staff um my one buddy who's our coach and our other assistant coach joe and myself and tj so it's us on the bus and the rest of the boys are in the bus and uh tj's like he tells us he well yeah three honey buns you brought with you no no let me uh let me interrupt you real quick is before we got on the bus all the kids all our boys were like going up to wawa to get shit for the bus and everyone came up to me like coach what, what do you need anything so me being a dick, I was like, yeah, give me a uh, honey bun or cinnamon roll or whatever. They all came back. I had like 14 cinnamon rolls. <laughs> <laughs> that somehow you ended up having three by the time yeah. you go- got up to the hotel in yeah. Boston. I only had three left. So anyway, he gives one out because someone asked him. So he's being generous. And then anyway, we're all out. And did you eat one or Joe eat one? I didn't eat any of those fucking cinnamon runs. I know. This is the best part. Yeah. So, anyway, we're absolutely annihilated, like, walking in. And all of a sudden, like, was this – no, this was a different night that the guy OD'd. Um, I, think it, I think it's the same night as the OD. No, that was North Carolina. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, he's like, all right, well, I'm going to go room check with Joe. And I'm with Austin. And all of a sudden, we walk in, and we have, like – the drunk munchies were like, oh, man, I could eat right now. Well, lo and behold, that honey bun's sneaking out of that plastic bag, and it's just calling our name. And these so, motherfuckers FaceTime me. We FaceTime him, roll. and we're like, yo, bro. And he's like, what did you do? And, like, we we he, like, knew for some reason, like, when we FaceTimed him, like, what the fuck happened. So we're like, so how mad would you be right now if we ate your honey bun? And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, listen, we were going to leave you half. But then all of a sudden I talked about it and we thought it was more fucked up leaving you half. So we ate the rest of it. And his face, ladies and gentlemen, like I never seen someone so bright in the red in the face. It was so quick. He was like, you motherfuckers. (laughs) Like, (laughs) We were so fucking drunk. Like, I'm sorry. But at the same time, it was a really good honey bun. So thank you, boys, whoever got at Wawa. Thanks for leaving in the bag. And uh, shout out shout out to Applebee's, too. That's where we ate and had some drinks. Oh, yeah. Applebee's. Uh, I, I do like your wing night. Or, no, you do kind of have shitty wings. I take that back. Half price, half price apps. You know yeah, but they're, yeah, but they're frozen. They're, ah, ah, ah. I'm good. So – um, another thing I want to talk about is that whole Daniel Carcillo story. I know a couple yeah. of you guys um, actually message us on Instagram and actually me personally, just to kind of like bring that up. So if you guys don't know what's going on, Daniel Carcillo made a video. Um, I guess it was probably what, a couple years back or this yeah. past year. Um, it's on YouTube on how in the OHL, he was basically abused by his teammates. Um, and 
it's kind of one of those things that back then um that was like their initiation but the simple fact of it it's hazing and and no matter what the in retrospect like it shouldn't be allowed no and I, I definitely see where he's coming from. And we've been talking about Dan a lot, like the past two podcasts, but he's kind of like one of those, like um, those stepping stones where like, you can't really not talk about him and like what he's talking about, because like, he's talking about like actual abuse that's going on in huge, like big time leagues. Um, and also how it affected him in the long run. So in my, in my sense, like, I guess at, like in the junior age, you can't really just go up to someone and be like, Hey, I'm I'm getting abused by, you know, not just the team, but apparently what he said was the coach like kind of came in and jokingly like kind of participated. And even if you see the coach kind of participating in it like that, you, you you gotta go to the league. Yeah, even, listen, for people who don't know what safe sport is, it's a fucking like what is it, a test that we gotta take that you yeah, can't be and stuff yep. like that. So So it is taken serious. So, but as a player, I guess back then, like you're trying to make it to the league and you're trying to make it to the show, even in the A or even in the coast, the Fed, anything. Yeah. You're trying to make some type of pro hockey. Um, so, I don't know. I guess my whole thing is if you see something like that, why wouldn't you just go to the GM or something like that and just say, like, hey, this is going on. Like, I'm not trying to be a part of that. Um, I'm one, I want to trade. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, let me let me touch on this, yep. Mike. I'm a I'm a firm believer. You know, if if you see something, say something, regardless of what the talent of the fucking player is on the team. Like, as a coach, as a dad, as a brother, you know, I I just I don't condone any of that shit. I really don't. Like, there's a time and place to fucking joke around and do things in the locker room. Like, you know, tape somebody's fucking skate blades. That that's funny. Yeah, know, tape their fucking sticks together. You know, put icy hot in their jock. That's as far as it really goes because that's that's a joke. Yeah, you know what I mean. But to sit there and you know do other shit like sexual shit, beat the shit out of somebody. I'll tell you right now, if somebody tried to do that when I was younger, I would beat the piss out of them. Oh yeah, and, and, then, and then got kicked off the team or quit. You know what I mean? But. To, to everybody out there listening to the kids to the older kids don't fuck around with that shit man because that it, it just it, it goes with bullying man you know i don't i don't condone bullying it, it, it's a fucking cowardless act don't pull that shit with anybody if you're not fucking happy with yourself go talk to somebody don't yeah fucking, don't bring that shit on anybody else you know what i mean it's you know we want everybody this is a hockey podcast ufc pie whatever you want to call it but we all want the sport to grow. We really do. Like I, like I said, I have two young boys that I, I want to play, and I'll, I'll tell them the same thing. Like I'm telling everybody now, don't pull this shit, man. And you know, stick up for your teammates. If, if you see somebody doing that shit, stick up for your teammates as well. Yeah, and that, and that's the biggest thing. I mean, good thing I don't have kids. <laughs> but uh, you know, that's, that's why that's that's why I want Braden and Landon to play on the same team. So because you know, Braden's Braden will. Bring fuck some shit yeah. up. RKO <laughs> out of nowhere. Armbar. Yeah. Um, so and that's the thing, it's just kind of one of those things like hockey. I mean, bowling isn't cool in anything, even in hockey no. or even in like, you know, normal life. life. Yeah, it, it's just don't fucking do it. You deserve to get your shit pumped if you're a bully. And basically, and that's another thing too. If you're if you're trying to be a bully on the ice and you absolutely get pumped and you're still trying to run your mouth, or or if you're down by six goals and you're fucking trying to run your mouth, you know, I literally hope they like line you up. Yeah. And as fucked up as that sounds, it's kind of one of those things like you just look like more of an ass talking shit when you're down by five or six goals or like, you know, then they put another one in and then they just skate by the bench and you know what I mean? And they just, all they gotta do is just kind of point at the scoreboard. So that's another thing is like, don't be a dumbass on the ice either. And, just kind of keep your mouth shut. Yeah. But um, you want to talk about the whole goaltender situation with the Flyers? Dude, I, I just hey, – I'm fucking at loss of words for this, man, with the whole thing with, you know, Hart getting pulled the last two games. I don't know if it's a confidence thing. And or, then Elliot as the backup. I just – I don't get it. I really – I mean, when's the deadline today or tomorrow? 
Um, I want to say twenty third, right? I think it is twenty third. Yeah. So I, I think, I, I just, I, I'm at loss. I really do. I, I, I think as soon as they trade Talbot, you know, Hart's fucking game went down the shitter. Yeah, but think about it. like what about the whole Mike McKenna thing? Um, off the waivers, he's playing down in Lehigh, correct? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm fine with him in, in in Lehigh. I really am. I mean, that's a pretty solid move, and yeah. you also got to worry. You got what Cam Talbot too? Cam Talbot, Elliot Neuvers. My whole thing is, what are they gonna do with Cam Elliot and yeah, even Nuvi? I forgot about Neuvers. Yeah. Well, he's holy in a, shit, he's in a fucking coma somewhere because all he gets hurt. Ah. Good point. It's starting to sound like Carson Wentz for the yeah. Eagles season. Good Lord. But um, I don't know, man. Like, that whole thing kind of, like, has me spectacle with, like, just what they're doing again because I thought we were getting away from that whole goaltending situation bullshit. You know, since we got rid of Hextall, it looks like they're getting their shit together, and now it's like, well, let's it's just a- fucking put five guys on active roster, basically. The shitstorm again, man. It really is. It's... And the worst part is, you the only two I can really say number one goaltenders right now are going to be Carter Hart and probably Cam Talbot. Yeah. Like, Cam Talbot, the only reason why I would say he's a number one is because he has experience in the NHL. He's young and played in front of a team that is very fast and have has a really good core. So, like, what's his save percentage? Like, eight? Actually, I can find that real quick. <laughs> So Cam, Cam Talbot's save percentage is kind of like one of those things that I think it's based off his defensemen and, you know, how well his team played in front of him, obviously. But the biggest thing is with, like, Carter Hart is that he's so young and he's a rookie and he's already having one of the most phenomenal years, you know, starting out in Flyers history yeah. as a rookie. And you got to – and people got to understand, too, is they, they, they're not in their position mm-hmm. without Carter Hart right now. So, like Cam Talbot's save percentage is at eight nine three, right? Yep. Yep. And his overall career save percentage is at nine fifteen. That's solid, man. You have two yeah. goaltenders that can compete in this league. His goals are three three. That's not bad. No, not at all. And that's that's with thirty one games played. So, it's nice too because he has a little size. He's six four. Um, you know, he's not in his twenties. He's thirties. I mean, he's thirty one, but at the same time, he's not old. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of like a prime age, you know. So, who knows? He could be the next Bob Roski for all we know. Oh, that would be sick. That's sick. Oh, and then we'll trade him away and he'll win a Vezina. Stop. Shut your mouth. Don't yeah. even say that to me. <laughs> uh, dude, I would be so mad. Imagine if he just goes, you know, next team wins a fucking Stanley Cup. That literally happens to every player I feel like we got rid of. Like, look at Jeff Mike Carter, Green. Mike Richards. Like, they literally went to L.A., won a fucking cup. I was like, hmm. Yep. I was also back in Vietnam, so <laughs> so they're irrelevant now. Fuck them. Even though I still have a Jeff Carter jersey that I've yet to burn, but ah, it's got a Flyers logo on it, so I can't burn it. Can't burn it. No, I can't. But uh, I'll tell you what, it's kind of – have you ever played in like, you know, have you ever played like a game in pro hockey, like arena or – I I actually, yes, I was – I went to – I, I was I was in a UHL training camp mm-hmm. up in uh, Danbury, and where the whalers from, are. Yeah, yeah, sad. Yeah, but oh, it was yeah. it was it was the Trashers at the time. Uh huh. So, for all that you don't know, like Gretzky's brother played there at the time, and Frank Bilo's played, and we. Uh, we're coming back to, you know, the night of, we had a scrimmage. It was a scrimmage against each other for training camp. It was white versus green. And, you know, after warmups, you know, I look over and, you know, I'm getting stared down. I, I line up for opening fucking face off on the left wing. And lo and behold, fucking Frank Bialilis is fucking lined up next to me. For you guys don't know, Frank Bialilis is called the animal. And he played for the fucking Bears. He played for the Phantoms back when they made their runs and shit. Like, just a fucking animal. We're lined up for the face-off. He taps me on the fucking shin pads. I'm like, where the fuck is this going? <laughs> right? Mind you, I'm fucking 175, 80, 180 pounds. 
He's like 245, 250, just fucking jacked. Oh, he takes bigger shits than you, pretty much. Got it. So I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm not afraid of anybody. I'll fucking scrap with anybody. But this fucking guy, I'm like, nope. So it's like me going against Derek Bugard. That just doesn't happen. And he looks at me and he goes, we're going. I go, we're fucking going where? Like Wendy's, yeah, McDonald's. Like, we're, we're fucking fighting, and I shit you not. On that fucking play, the puck drop. I skated around like a fucking U.S. Olympic speed skater. <laughs> like I was so fucking scared. Like, I'm like, what the fuck's going on? I literally, I just, just want to puck. I touched the puck one time to dump it in, and I fucking changed real quick. I just want everyone to imagine, like. The deer in the headlight look probably on your face oh. as you're looking, your head's over your shoulder constantly. Like Dude. he's chasing you around. Dude, That's all I can like, imagine. And, and what's what's funny is in, in to this story is I, I worked a Flyers alumni game against the Penguins. And lo and behold, Frank Bialos is playing in that game. And I brought it up to him and he goes, yeah, you're the, you're the kid I fucking chased around. I'm like, yep, nice to meet you. You're the fucking pussy that wouldn't fight me. He was, he was really nice and he goes, yeah, I was just trying to make a name to get on the team. I'm like, dude, you played fucking pro hockey. You're not going to make, you, you act like you're not going to make this team. But he was nice. He was nice as shit to me. Like shook my hand. I'm like, well, cool. Well, see you later. Yeah. You know, what's crazy though. It's, it's kind of one of those things too. Like, um, once in a while, play, since I, <laughs> I'm a men's league all star uh, in the C division. Uh, but two, check it out. It, yep, no big deal. But uh, anyway, so the one men's league team I play for is called the Fresh Sticks, and yeah. um, the way that the one guy runs the league or the team, he does a phenomenal job at recruiting like nothing but good, talented players. Um, well, so that's we, that's that's weird because I haven't got a call yet. Yeah. We'll call you next week. <laughs> Ringer, come up. So he literally put it this way. He has Riley Cote on his roster. And yeah. those are the type of guys that he brings. Like he has guys that played in the pros. He had guys that played like very good, uh, like college hockey, juniors, etc. Yeah. So we do a game. Uh, we do a couple games every year, but like we'll travel to Montreal and play. And anyway, so we usually have three or four games at this arena called PPL Center where it's in Allentown, Pennsylvania, where the Phantoms play. And that's an AHL arena, but it's the newest one in the league. Yeah. So it's a beautiful facility. So anyway, my first time playing on that ice was kind of like, oh, shit, like this is really nice. But like I'm so used to like the cold, like kind of like icebox feeling. And you go in there and it's literally like fucking 80 degrees, it feels like. It feels like I can put flip-flops on and skate around. But either way, I'm fucking going against Riley Cote and whatnot, playing against this fucker. And this guy is so unbelievably strong on his stick. Like, I'm, like I said, I'm 160 pounds. I have all my weight down on my twig. Dude, he's like one handed on a stick and like stick lifts me. And it, it's just like nonchalantly, like, bop, bop, let me steal the puck from him, go down the ice, fucking rip one. And I'm just like thinking to myself, for a guy that hasn't played in the league in like three, four years, I would still not fuck with Riles. And he, like, lost, and he lost weight too, man. Yeah. Well, you know what, though? he He's such like a pro, like, you know, hemp heels guy. And yeah. good for him. That's yeah, all I got to say. Him. The way that, you know, everything is going with society and like how that there's actual like medical uses for it. That's, that's yep. phenomenal. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. like I said, you know, I give him all the credit in the world and same with his wife because I know he's been through a lot with his wife and like, with everything and medication and everything like that. So I'm glad they finally found something that works for them. And yep. he's such a pro advocate and that, you know, I support him in that shit, man. That's cool. That's one guy we got to try to get on the show. I would love to have Riles here, man. If you guys would run Riley Co- or Cote here, that would be, that'd be awesome. That's something we definitely got to try to do. Yep. But, um, I mean, we also have another, a new thing to announce too. We actually got a sponsor now. That's one of the things that we've got to tell you people. We got a sponsor for uh, for our podcast, which is kind of cool. Yes, we do. You want to spit it out to them? Yeah, it's uh, Creative Screen Printing Guys Embroidery. And uh, if you want to check them out, go to at underscore creative shirt printing underscore and give them a shout out. You know, they, they got all your needs for T-shirts, hoodies, whatever you guys need. Go give them a follow on Instagram, guys. 
We also, um, thanks to Creative Printing or Screen Print, we also are getting some T-shirts as well with our podcast, uh, Dusty Dimes. So up to you guys. We're going to either give them away. Well, we're going to probably end up giving them away just because, you know, it's our first batch. And for our fans out there that do like us, let us know if you guys would want one. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, direct message us at, in Instagram at Dusty Dimes. Was it? I always mess up the numbers. Twelve fifty six. Unfucking real. How do we get twelve fifty six? Why can't we get something like zero zero well, zero? My number's twelve, and you're fifty six, guy. <sighs> now you tell me. This is how it goes, folks. Like I just get left out. Well, <laughs> well Mike, you want to you want to give the good news for Monday for everybody who doesn't know? Ooh, <laughs> are we talking about the uh, USA player? Yes, we are. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you what. We literally have a former NHL player and also USA. And what else is he now? Um, God, you're killing me with this stuff. No, no. For Monday, we got we got UFC fighter Scott Holtzman. Oh, that's right. We have Scott coming on. Scott's on Monday. And then we have... On Thursday. Thursday, John Schiavo is... Uh, Pro ice hockey player, Team USA inline player, and he's going to be on Thursday. So, yeah, for you little fuckers that want to listen to that, it's going to be a good time because you we're basically going to be talking about the UFC fight uh, coming up. And, yeah, I mean, you guys got to also realize, like, the mentality going into a fight and stuff like that. I mean, it, it takes a guy that has some balls to, you know, hop in or anything like that. So we're going to be talking to, to Scott a lot. And then uh, we're definitely on Thursdays going to be talking to John, which is going to be pretty cool. So if you guys have any any questions, hit us up on Instagram so we can write them down and ask away for Scott and uh, for John just, on Thursday. Just in case anyone thinks I'm going to keep fucking this up, it's Dusty Dimes twelve fifty six. So uh, yeah, go fuck yourself. If you think I keep messing that up? <laughs> but uh, other than that, ladies and gentlemen, I mean that's all I got for episode three. Um, Tj, you got anything else, man? No, I'm good, man. Stay dusty, boys. Yeah, stay dusty. Thank you again, and tune in next week for our next episode. We appreciate the love and support. Go follow us on Dusty Not Dimes 1256 on Instagram. Other than that, have a great day, everyone. And.